Echo. 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 How'd you like that new Echo Boys theme song? Um, <laughs> I thought it was great. And yeah, I'm sure listeners are thrilled after uh, that great joke last week about what the theme song that we would play for every episode in which we covered Bad Batch would be. Yeah. Really good Am joke. Am I right? Really great, great joke. Some people think, all right, I'm just getting the finished product, mm -hmm. okay? Like... I like Hit Me Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. I don't need to hear how it was made. However, we, Poe Boys, LLC, the Echo Boys, and Pete, Josh, like to go through the background and be like, listen, it doesn't start at an eight-second introduction. It's 31 seconds with some dead air. Yep. There's some stuff in the background. Yep. It goes from... Yep. You know, what instrument are you going to do? Mm -hmm. Are you going with synth pop? Mm -hmm. Are you going with the maramba? Are you going the, with maramba who's too? The, who's the poor sucker that you conned into doing that for you? Oh, um, Po Boy's music guy, Pat. Mm -hmm. He will never be on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so... Um, I mean, we've gotten a lot of we've got a lot of comments out of it. We Poor actually, Pat. we Poor actually, Pat. we actually did get a iTunes review based off of it. Oh. Um. So let's let's pull that up. Um, we got their iPhone four. The iPhone four. What's that? <laughs> what can the iPhone four do now? Like, barely be a calculator. <laughs> Um, all right, so Josh, why don't you, while I try and pull up this review, um, what's going on with you? Yeah, I'm just kicking it in my own house, um, face to face with just the loveliest intruder you could ever hope to host. Um, we're hanging out here. All right, the review didn't go through. Keep talking. Keep yeah. talking. Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it didn't go through. Keep talking. We're hanging out here face to face. Yeah. Dog um, to dog. Dog doge to doge. For those of you that follow the memes. Doge to doge. Yeah, so um currently Josh's dog is doing this thing where it's circling me like a shark and oh, it's uh, been jumping on the chair and then it jumps around me as it circles me, my dog Chewy is um, just panting next to Josh. Yep. Um, Josh's yep. dog Did is- Do you have each other's dogs sitting with not their owner? Both yeah, of them. and this isn't script this isn't scripted whatsoever. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're we're um, face to face mm -hmm. for the um, first time since the Summer Paralympic Games. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, it was less than a year ago. But it seems, I mean, I guess it's usually... But we got like three or four episodes out of that. That was tight. Not ruled, but I mean, if we you know, we can only bank so much now since we have 14 more weeks of this. 
Because that's right, they have announced 16 episodes of Bad Batch Season 1. And the nice thing, I was wrong about this, is I thought they were doing what Resistance and what Rebels had done, where Episode 1 and 2 mm-hmm. is um, right, grouped together. Right. But that first episode, which was like... 70 minutes. 70 minutes? A, a, a good long episode. Yeah, but they don't have to do that anymore because it's, it's not on cable, right? There's no broadcast you know, limitations. So it's like Rebels and Resistance. Yeah, you know, for the big premiere, they have an hour, but anytime that those episodes are shown in possible syndication, though again, even this is a joke now, where we, you know, at the time we're living in, but, you know, they couldn't always rely on having that full hour. Because even on the Blu-ray and stuff for Rebels, they would split those episodes up, which I felt was strange. Um, but yeah, no, that was, episode one was episode one, and this is episode two, and they don't, Seem to be splitting it up. And I also feel like they really are getting the most out of the fact that it's a streaming platform and there's no commercials and they don't have to fall into like a specific um, time regimen. Because, I mean, this episode was not 22 minutes. I mean, it definitely wasn't the 30 minutes, they say. Disney Plus always pads out their content with like six minutes of credits. Like, six minutes of, cre- what? of credits. And it's, it's also... It's the international credits, too, which, right. you know, I'm sure for all of our international listeners out there, that's something that maybe you like to see. Oh, um, for sure. Because I think, I don't know if Star Wars does this, um, because I know some programs, they um, just have subtitles. Other ones, they dub it in different voices. Yeah. Disney has a lot of money, so I would not be surprised if there's like a mandarin dub mm-hmm. french dub etc 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 so yeah um, just you know be real with me and don't tell me you've got an hour-long episode when you've got you know a 54 minute episode and six minutes of credits you know who are you trying to fool the and we, we talked about this a little bit with the marvel tv shows about how you can tell there's a difference between the movies and the tv shows because they put the characters in a set piece because of finances where they have like a conversation that you're like, I would never get well, in this I'm movie. I'm going to stop right there because I think some of our listeners are a little confused when you're talking about us talking about Marvel. And this is, of course, a reference to our other podcast, Zemo Boys. If you haven't listened to Zemo. that, that's where we were talking about Marvel content. And yes, please continue. It's It also is, it, it is a double for having um, sparkling waters as well. Um, that's also what we cover and Zemo Boys. Um, with that being the case, um, this is also... We are recording this the day of Bad Batch Season 2, Season 1, Episode 2, titled... Cut and Run. <laughs> Cut and Run. Really had a grab for that one. Um, Pulled it from the jaws of defeat. Um, which is, it's a really nice... If, if Bad Batch is... Like a roller coaster, you gotta have some boring parts that get you up to uh, a higher a higher level of um, intrigue. Good old crosshairs, Pete. That's rude. All right, I don't like crosshairs. All right, like you can at least call me like annoying kid one or annoying kid two. Oh boy. Um, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Which um, is the one that sounds the most like Twister from Rocket Power? But there That's isn't the really. There isn't really any news. I mean, we we definitely yeah, it's been three days. So <laughs> well, we we did a very um, very shallow take on Star Wars Day 
Um, Disney oh, Plus yeah. had Disney Plus had a ton of other content yeah. that we didn't talk about whatsoever. Disney. Well, there's Star Wars biome. There was the Star Wars where you're in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, like two or three other ships. There's the Simpsons crossovers. There's the Lego Star Wars, and then. But those are all. The things. Star Wars biome is. But but the Star Wars, that's just like a that's just like a picture that they put on the app. Well, yeah, but it was it was new content that they put uh, on Star Wars Day. Content is wrong. Okay, right? so let's like, just let's just you know somebody is paying for their house with that content and has spent a year of their life building Star Wars biome, and we're just saying why are you calling it's a biome. It's biome. What are you talking about? Just you, the menu? Oh, you haven't on seen Disney Plus? No, it's a it's a um, I think it's like thirty minutes long. It has its own soundtrack to it, and it goes over topography of, like, four different landscapes. Oh, uh, okay. So, like, the first one... I haven't checked the whole thing I out. I thought you were um, trying to talk about how Disney Plus changed the interface of the app on Star Wars Day, and you are trying to tell me that that was content. And then I'm sitting here thinking... I mean, I did take... What a check did Pete get that I didn't for this line of BS? I, I did take... A AP bio in high school, so like mm. biome is like in my in my wheelhouse of vocab. Yeah, I know what biome means. I do as well because I took, I, AP, I took AP biology. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is I I haven't checked out the whole thing. Um, but a, star, a, AP biome um, Star Wars biome it um, is basically a zoom over as if it's a drone over. Like, where they filmed the Hoth scenes, mm -hmm. and then they they put in, like, lifelike, true to size, like, they call them at-ats, they don't call them AT-ATs. Mm. Um, they show some, like, tauntauns going up a hill, um, those transport ships that are just absolutely terrible, and I have to protect a bunch in, in squadrons when I play... Star Wars Squadrons. Um, playing Star Wars Squadrons? Do I play Star Wars Squadrons? Yeah. Um, this happen? I guess when we do the Squadrons oh, episode, you're trying to like bone up. Um, I guess when we do that, um, what have you been playing it on? What have I been playing? A Switch. It's on Switch. Um, if you um, jailbreak it. What? Yeah, jailbreak it. You jailbroke your Nintendo Switch. To play the worst game I can think of in recent memory. <laughs> Full stop. Not even just, just not just the worst Star Wars game. No. I well, I guess we'll cover um, if we do a Squadrons episode, we'll, we'll cover it in a little bit more detail. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But I, since when we meet face to face, Poe heads, Echo heads, Echo, Echo. Um, we do try to get multiple episodes out. Um, I'm already. <laughs> we'll see. Josh is very high energy, and it's not because Friday. It's it, Friday. It's going Friday at six o'clock. It's going on. Um, and you're talking Star Wars again. Says the guy wearing a Bad Batch T-shirt. The Clone Wars T-shirt. Yeah, but they're all bad. They're all part of the Sad Batch. Um. Anyway, that all of that long diatribe was just to say, there is some new stuff. We might cover it as it's going. 
but this is a relatively fresh episode. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Did you buy anything? I I um, was extremely close, and I'm going to regret it like a week or two from now. Um, Ruggable does like a Star Wars um, rugs, Mm -hmm. and they had like a 15% off. Mm -hmm. And I've like looked at that separately from like around Star Wars around like when you would buy those things. Like they look nice. Um, It's not like I have a real need for like a large area rug or anything like that. Um, That was that would have been what I would have purchased. But nothing nothing really came to mind. Um, How about you? Nope. Um, (laughs) Great content. (laughs) Friend of the friend of the show Herbert, another big Star Wars animation fan. Uh, he was texting back and forth with me, and it was like, oh yeah, I was busy on, on May the 4th, so I wanted to wait to watch Bad Batch until the, the follow-up Star Wars holiday. Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Fifth. Right, but he thought it was Revenge of the Sixth. Revenge of the Sixth. And he was under the impression... Right. All right, this is this is about to get very dangerous. <laughs> Dogs and cables. He was under the impression of something that I guess I'm gonna take up the the soapbox here and and try and energize the fan base and get this changed. That uh, Disney had the sense of well, I guess it started before Disney had it, but the Star Wars had the the sense of respect to take a day because Revenge of the Fifth is already a holiday. It's Cinco de Mayo. So in Herbert's mind, Star Wars was like, yes, May the 4th. Awesome. And then it is Cinco de Mayo and we don't want to step on Cinco de Mayo so we will take a day and we will have a breather. And then Revenge of the Sixth, baby! So Herbert thought that Star Wars, known for its cultural diversity and sensitivity, pushed their their other day of work... Fans, I would argue, even. Not Star Wars, even Star Wars okay. fans who have been nothing but accepting to all, all ways of life that are alternative to straight white guys. Um, <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of straight white guys, um, did you see that um, clip of Moses Ingram with a lightsaber? No. Um, so there was a clip that was going... This past week, um, Moses Ingram is a black woman who is famous for um, being a, a main cast, supporting cast, I don't know what you would describe it. She was in The Queen's Gambit. Um, uh, and, um, you know, biggest TV show on Netflix in the latter part of 2020. And she was going to work with a lightsaber. Like, just all the, like, you know... Um, twirling kind of things that mm-hmm. like you see like um, Hayden Christensen or Ian McGregor doing mm-hmm. um, definitely teasing the fact that she was playing a Jedi and I was like excited mm-hmm. and also so so sad which is like exactly the same feeling I was getting from the start of episode one of Bad Batch where it was Deepa um, Balaba mm-hmm. and I'm like excited I'm like oh cool I like you know seeing more Jedi I like seeing her and I'm like oh and then it like clicked to me like ten seconds later, like I'm gonna watch her die. Oh, good lord, you don't know that. You um, never know. And Everyone I was, I, 
Yeah, and I was thinking about that, and I'm like, we, you know, we we haven't speculated anything about Obi Wan whatsoever, um, but you know, there's definitely the possibility of Obi Wan trying to save a Jedi, and then you knowing kind of that that's not going to work out. Um, so that that was something that uh, popped up in in the news this week. Could be an Inquisitor, though. That would be cool. That would well. Is it better to be a Jedi that you know doesn't make it or an Inquisitor that gets taken out by Obi-Wan? I mean, sure, you know, an Inquisitor doesn't have to get taken out. Surely there were some Inquisitors left when the Empire fell. What happened to them? Where's their animated series? Um, they are the beginning of the Knights of Ren. No. And then they got taken out because there wasn't enough... What is it? Blood and taking what isn't yours. Mm. I we just kill people and take. You know what? We're not gonna. Pack, I'm not gonna pack Knights of Ren. Um. So uh, I feel like we've talked enough about news and their lack thereof. Yeah. Um. This I was is, wondering before we record this episode if when we recorded in person, I would still revert to staring off into space instead of looking at you like a person having a conversation. And that's exactly what happened. And I can't help but wonder if this is just how I talk about Star Wars now from muscle memory is I just stare off into space as if I'm on my phone because when I talk about Star Wars, I'm usually talking to you about it for a stupid podcast. I'm on the phone. Yes. Um, the very successful podcast. Like we have these two, we have this nice little setup, I think, with these two chairs and this table. We could very much pull a like. This is a summit. We're very serious. And one of, I think, the worst things about our podcast, and a long list, is that because we don't record face-to-face, we can never tell when the other is done making a point. Or, and then I also think you just don't care, so we talk over each other a lot. And face-to-face, we could look at each other to, to figure that out, but I don't think that's... Alright, so it's going to be one of those episodes. Alright, so... With 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 that, um, we are covering um, season one, episode two, cut and run. All right, and for those half of the listeners that did not cut and run mm-hmm. from listening to us talk about existential issues, what? yeah. So this episode, I was not of, I I was not a I'm huge not, fan of it. I'm not. I watched this episode twice because I assumed Pete would have watched it. Probably while driving, honestly. I don't have a lot of um, faith in you uh, trying to find the best location to watch these shows. And so I already watched it, and then you showed up on this Friday and ready to roll, and you're like, oh, I need to watch this episode, so I haven't seen it. So we watched it again. So I only paid a little bit of attention. You had two dogs um, all over you for most of it, and I'm wondering how much more or less attention were you paying to this episode than when you are normally watching these episodes? Like, is that about the amount of attention you usually pay these things? But instead of two dogs on your couch, you're like reading about NCAA basketball on your iPad or texting some sort of podcast editor about how to con me out of my shares of this podcast. (laughs) Um, When our IPO goes out, you will be excluded. Mm -hmm. But, um... I would say it really depends on 
where we're at in the season. So like I was very invested and um, maybe when I'm watching, I watch on my computer a lot more because mm -hmm. I was thinking like you have a very big TV setup. We were watching from a distance. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's a lot more when I watch it, it, it's a lot more intimate because when you're on your computer, you know, you're within like three, four, three, not, three, not even three feet, like two feet from it. Pete, you know that, like, that's not really Wrecker. It's just him on your computer. But is You're it Hunter? Actually... But is it actually Hunter? Because well, Hunter... Well, yes, Hunter... because of his heightened senses. But the rest of them... Okay, because I was looking at it, and even Hunter's, like, wanting to abandon his kid... Spoilers his is a strong spoil one. Spoilers for, spoilers for Bad Batch. Mm -hmm. um, Spoilers for this episode. That was something. That level of of warmth mm -hmm. was something that I was envious of from Omega's perspective. So, <laughs> um, it wasn't. I wasn't expecting. You know, um, there are parent issues. Um, this is one of the first shows that we're seeing a father daughter perspective. Um, but even me. Um, a, you know, I go by he, him, um, I was, I was, um, very emotional during some of the parenting sections of this. Yeah, man, people are people. No reason that you shouldn't be able to relate, um, with what Omega was going through, given, um, you know, your difficult situation. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> your words, difficult. Yeah. One might say estrangement. I do realize I should say um, to my dad out there, he doesn't listen, um, happy 70th birthday, dad. Mm. It, was a, it, was, it was just over this weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah. I said, he, you know, other siblings are giving him presents. I said, you know what you're getting? <laughs> you're getting a, a hypothetical, and I would say, listen, if you didn't think you could do the job, I'd be okay with you... Giving me over to your friend, who your for, all, for all friend. for all for all identical friend with a worse hairline. For all intents and purposes, um, a refugee that yeah, and his you would deadly pink wife that you would in you would burden the refugees mm -hmm. with another person. Um, that would be okay with me. Yeah, that's I, what I said to him. I remember we used to. He said, "New phone, who does." I remember we used to make fun of you because your catchphrase was, do you know who my dad is? And that was something that you would say constantly. And we all would laugh, but then we realized, you know, talking amongst ourselves when you weren't around, that your secret pain was that the origin of that catchphrase was not that it was something that you said to schoolyard bullies. It was something you said to your own father. Do you know who my dad is? Was something you would scream at him constantly, and still do to this day. I understand, and so I could definitely, I definitely got some of those vibes. So we're we're on Saluka Mai in this episode, and well, we're in space, and um, we get we're on a planet that we saw. Um, I assume Season two episode something. Oh, uh, two, and we got two of them. There's an Obi-Wan episode, and then there was a Rex episode. Right, but again, the Obi-Wan episode is all in space, and Obi-Wan is trying to rescue Eve Koth 
from. Oh, is that uh, episode? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like a yeah. It's a great, great freaking lightsaber fight. Yeah. But then I'm wondering, because I think Salukamai comes up a second time. Um, but I could be wrong. Because, uh, yeah, so you and I both, I mean, watching you watch it for the first time, and then my watching it this morning, I was like, this, I know this planet, uh, I know this, like, whole vibe I'm picking up on, um, and I couldn't quite place it. And I thought, even up until now, or just verified it wasn't the case, that it might have been the planet that the Bounty Hunter episode, that was the seventh samurai analog, took place on, with Anakin and Ahsoka and... Obi-Wan training up some farmers to fight uh, Hondo and Aqua, but that was not it. Obviously that, I think, was pollution. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Salukamai, and I don't, there's, I don't think there's ever been an episode wherein, you know, every now and again we have these filler episodes where we're like, okay, let's just list episodes of something else, and lists are content, people love lists, and I don't think we've ever done a list episode where I haven't brought up the episode of The Deserter. And so, uh, very similar to how when Dave Filoni pops up as an X-Wing pilot in that one episode of The Mandalorian, I definitely had a, a, a very excited reaction to Cut Quaith showing up. In, oh, really? In the, oh, yeah. I was pumped. Oh, you were, I mean, you were looking at me to be like, see? Yeah, right. See? And then he was like, I don't know who this is. What no, am I watching? No, I definitely did. I'm texting my dad. Leave me alone. Even, no, it was more like, oh, who is this? Oh, who is this? Oh, oh, hey, get out of my way. I'm doing, yeah. I'm, I'm going to bicep curl some. Gauntrets, yeah. Yeah. I I did appreciate that little po'boy's Easter egg when, when Wrecker is um, curling the gonk droids. We had, um, I, I assume anyone who's been to Galaxy's Edge, and you and I went to a preview of Galaxy's Edge. That we we did for the pod knows that there's you know gonk droids around Galaxy's Edge and they made gonk droids for Galaxy's Edge and we actually had them custom made as sort of a metronome to do curls by because it's a weight and then the gonk also gives you rhythm you know but you think of your your usual gonk and it's like gonk gonk but that's not that's not quick enough um, so we have you and I personally have each been given they call them gonk gonk droids. That the Disney Imagineers put together, and they gong 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 gong, and we curl at that rate with them, and so it was cool that they did. And I it's, would say it's I'm, also a weight adjustable thing as well too, which is something that's really nice because there are certain times where, when you're lifting something, you have to you know add another, add another twenty five, add another twenty five, and this the gong droid is a lot more adjustable with that. So you can go up the weights and, you know, hit that max and then turn that max into your reps. Sure. And, yeah, and it was just a really nice, it was a nice Easter egg allusion to the Poe Boys. And I think, quite frankly, uh, a secret compliment to us because Wrecker is, of course, curling just a regular gonk droid. And you think, oh, Wrecker is so big and he's so strong and he's only curling a regular gonk droid. And the Poe Boys, they have these gonk gonk droids and they... You know, granted, higher reps, quick speed, so they must be particularly strong. Granted, we can't... Just... <laughs> we, we, can't, we can't also criticize Wrecker that much, too, because this is a classic example of, all right, you're in your office, 
and you can't have every luxury of home. Sure. So, does Wrecker's Home Gym have more than one gong droid? I would, I would imagine. It would surprise me. Um, you this look at those fair. glutes. This uh, is fair. You look at, you look at those tries. You look at those buys, and you're like. I can see that they're following the Po Boys fitness regimen, mm. um, but just not up not up to the the fitness standard for the Po Boys and the Echo Boys. Man, again, you are you are right. They are on the run, so they meet up with yeah everybody's favorite receiving hairline Carlo Quaith and his wife Sue. Sure. Oh boy, I don't remember any of the. I mean, this is this is also not me. Like, we have talked multiple. Oh times. my gosh, his name is Cut, and the episode is called Cut and Run. Oh. <laughs> oh wow. All right, there we go. So, Poboy's podcast at Gmail. <laughs> uh, I felt like her name was Sue, but I could be wrong. It was another short name. I don't know. Yeah, and then it was Tweedledee and Tweedledum yeah. are the kids, right? Although they are infinitely smarter than Omega. Um, well, they've been to the outside world. Yeah, I mean, th- well, Omega's never they, seen dirt before. They, they they haven't even been outside the gate because they know that there is a killer tiger. Nexu. A Nexu. Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones, and from probably one of the top three Star Wars video games of all time, Bounty Hunter. Mm. Um, I don't know if you ever played it. Yeah, I'm familiar, but I never played it. And then um, I liked it because there's a Nexu in the episode, and then you have your dog here and my dog here, and I thought, well, yeah, Pete's dog is definitely the Reek, which is the Rhino, and then my dog is the Acklay, which is the long-limbed Prey Mantis. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm like in my own little arena of Star Wars. And Pete's like Poggle the Lesser, and I'm like Mace Windu. <laughs> You're like cold tremor. This part where, is where, over. Where you're like, oh man, tremor. I don't care. And you you're like, should. oh no, I can take on Dooku all by myself. <laughs> and Jango's like, nah, brah. Um, what did what did what did Coleman even think he was doing? Uh, yeah. I mean, he he probably grew up with Count Dooku, right? So he knew that Dooku was better than him. I mean, Dooku's old for sure. He is but old, like, for sure. In what world? Does Coleman Tremor like? Does 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 that does that guy think he can get off trying to take on Dooku one on one? To be fair, maybe he could have. Count Dooku didn't get him. Django did. Right. Maybe his specialty is old guys who think they're good with a weird curved sword, but he didn't get the opportunity to flex you, those you muscles. Never, there's no Django references though, and granted, it's not like there's a lot of material. That's you know pre episode one between episode one and two out there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's um, Master Apprentice, which is um, explaining why Qui Gon um, isn't a member of the Jedi Council. Mm-hmm. And then there's um, like there's a Darth Maul comic, and there's a High Republic. Well, High Republic's a little bit too far back. It's still or, before. It's um, still before. And then it was like um, what is it, Dooku Jedi Lost or? Mm-hmm. Um, but none of them reference Coleman as a um, a master of, of, of the Jedi arts. Yeah, so who does he think he is? Jumping up there and being like, I'm going to take on Dooku. Well, he thinks he's a male Vert Jedi master who serves as a member of the Jedi High Council. I think he's going to try and Jedi explain, which a lot of Jedi do. Um, 
why you don't go up against the Jedi. And then Django, otherwise known as, you know, inferior wrecker, hunter. So let's get back to um, Bad Batch. But um, yeah, email us, poboyspodcast at gmail.com. What do you think? <laughs> give us your... Cole man, more like Cole Trump. Coleman. Oh, boy. Chump. <laughs> give us your spin on Coleman Trevor. And give us your spin on um, moving Revenge of the Fifth to Revenge of the Sixth to make some room for Cinco de Mayo. Because, quite frankly, Sith to Fifth, that's some math. Sith to Sixth? You just plug an X in there and you're done. So one thing I liked about this episode is we're getting more into what the Empire we see in Rebels earlier on. So like there's um, this episode they introduced the chain code. Oh, did they say chain code ever once? So weird. I didn't pick up on that. Look, I thought... Well, chain code's from um, Solo. If you say so... I thought that's th sorry. Go ahead. Going back all the way to the Mandalorian pilot, which I saw footage of early at at Star Wars Celebration in that big giant arena, and then you know the fact that it's a giant arena and Werner Herzog is saying it, you know he's like, oh, we've got a target. I can give you the last two digits of what I heard was gene code. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, oh, they, you know, it's an experiment. They know something about his genes. I don't know. That's weird. I am, I am not familiar with chain codes. Apparently, he did say chain code. Apparently, that's what Boba Fett says is encoded in his armor is a chain code. And everybody knows about chain codes. But to me, I'm like, gene code. And then, you know, D. Bradley Baker's doing an accent for all these voices. So he's saying, like, chain code. Oh, so like and an so ad at at kind of thing? No, I thought he might still be saying gene code, but in an accent. Like how, you know, somebody might say, oh, if you want to say no in an Australian accent, you just say noi. And I was like, so is this like a an accent type of thing where he's going like chain code uh -huh. for, for gene code? And I know now that he was saying chain code, but... In my mind, trying to figure out what he was saying, I was particularly particularly cognizant of that phrase. Mm -hmm. And every time it popped up, I was trying to listen. And it really did get to the point where it's like, if you say your own name enough times, it's like you don't even exist anymore because those words and sounds just eventually mean nothing. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'll never, I'm, I hate gene codes. I'll never be able to take them seriously. And they're my new least favorite thing. Well, I mean, chain code, chain this code. This show we'll is clearly with those chain codes. You got five chain codes instead of four chain codes. Chain code. Chewy. Um. Dog attack. So that was um, a big thing. Well, this show. I mean, episode one had references back to the Clone Wars. We were on Onderon at the end of episode one. Mm -hmm. And it seems like that's going to be a theme. We're not going to see a lot of new things. Um, I don't think you could say you're not going to see a lot of new things for two episodes. No, I, well, I think we're going to see new takes on previous areas. I, I mean, I think right now they really are leaning into the fact that this is a sequel to Clone Wars. Uh -huh. In a way, like, they never said that about Rebels. Rebels was not 
you know, it followed up on certain facets of Clone Wars, but it was not sold as or presented as a Clone Wars sequel. And this is. And uh, my dog is just really making things easy for everyone. In her defense, it is dinner time. Um, and so I feel like this episode, just like last ep- last episode, had straight up the narration. It had... Um, oh, right. This one didn't have the narration. Right. No more narration. It had literally the Clone Wars logo burning away to Bad Batch. So I, I And thought, different colors, too. We mm-hmm. went from red to gray. Yeah. So I thought, you know, in, in, in showing us cut and, cut and cut, that they're, they are kind of reiterating, like, no, this is this is a Clone Wars sequel. And so, I don't know. It was interesting. But I, I, I wouldn't count on it constantly being called back. Um, yeah, I mean, I... I say that I didn't enjoy this episode. I did like the episode. Mm-hmm. It didn't have the energy of episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, that's difficult to do where you're coming right out the gate. Very true. Very um, true. Especially in... This is an episode that they don't really need to introduce the characters. I mean, they do some exposition and be like, this is Wrecker, or this is Tech, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. But, like, you've already seen them for three three episodes in an arc previously. So it's not like... Four. Four. Um, so it's not like you have to go through like the kind of labors of like an episode of one of the Mandalorian or like the first episode of Resistance. Right. Um, one thing we don't get, and this is something like Coleman Trevor's specialty for taking out old guys with curved lightsabers. I think you can intuit this information, but it felt strange to me that they didn't expressly go into cuts experience with order 66 and i guess the explanation is he didn't have you know no, a cell phone that palpatine called no, but here's the thing though they they write that out because <coughs> excuse me um he meets rex right so you can presume that rex filled him all in that's his take and then right but i don't mean i i mean did anything happen to cut when the button was pushed and Order 66 was triggered. I mean, probably not, I guess, because he didn't hear the message. I don't mean, does he know? I know he knows. But did anything physiologically happen to him uh-huh. when that was triggered? And again, I, I assume the answer is no, because and maybe, everyone else sees the message or hears the message. And maybe there there was, I guess they that wasn't something they really cared about enough, because right. Rex is the one that can take out the chips. Or at yeah. least he knows the chips exist. Yeah. Um, because he is now going to try and find Cody and will instead find Wolf and, um... Is that what he said he was doing? No. no. Oh. Well, he was, he was going to investigate the chips. Right. That's yeah, because kind of like, oh yeah, Rex was here yesterday. That seemed bold. I guess it's not a lot of time has passed, but like, yesterday? One day? I mean, you guys know you've got Rex in the booth, right? Like, why? Like, a month ago. A little while ago. Yesterday? Jesus. But there's the timing for it too, right? Because we have, insofar as the show has happened, it is, um, according to the Josh timeline, the food fight is when Ahsoka and Rex are burying everybody. Right, burying the dead. And yeah. then from the food fight is the like practice that got a little too, a little too rough. Mm-hmm. Onderon coming back from Onderon, mm-hmm. being imprisoned, yeah, escaping from prison, and now we're on. Salukamai. Yeah. So yeah. it hasn't been a ton of time, which means like that could have been one of the first places Rex went to. 
But yeah, it just seems silly that they only miss each other by a day. But what can you do? I am. I'm looking forward to seeing Rex in this show. Yeah. I am very. I'm not a hundred percent confident, but I think we're gonna see Cody too. Not- I do. That's a big hope of mine. I would be very curious. Yeah, I'd be very curious. Um, I I like everybody's floppy hats in this episode. Let me just get that note out of the way so I can delete it. Right after this little discussion they have, and you and I joked even watching it that it was this episode had more than one comparison to be drawn to like episode two and episode three of the Mandalorian with Mando trying to figure out what to do with this baby, you know, this kid that uh, he didn't expect to be in charge of. And to my mind, when that Nexu shows up, Omega, you know, tosses that ball. She's out in the wild. That Nexu shows up. To me, that was like a fake out. And that was like, no, I know like you feel like to any viewer that's already in picking up on the similar vibe between Hunter and Omega, this scene becomes the Mudhorn scene or something where mm-hmm. it's like, oh no, child in danger, helpless. Just kidding, they had the force. Mm-hmm. And they did not do that though. I, I didn't even think about it in that direction. Mm. Um, but that makes a lot of sense of this is either their fake out mm-hmm. of like, you know, Oh, you all think Force user? No, just scared a little kid. Or God forbid, they're double fake out. Ugh. Um, my heart can't even. But I actually was thinking about it from a rebel's perspective. Of, mm. You know, is this something where the next you just wanted to play ball, and instead got shot at? Because like, you know, they don't. They're not all murderers, presumably. I mean. The next who definitely seems like a murderer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah In every yeah. context. Yeah. But. That's tough. Uh, so, they come up with, like, a brilliant plan. Because, oh, well, your big thing was... <laughs> Hunter immediately goes, Oh, well, we can take you wherever you want to go. Like, if it's dangerous on the planet for you and your family, we'll take you wherever. And then mm-hmm. he's like, No, thank you. You're one revenge. Too dangerous. And then it gets increasingly harder... And more dangerous. Right. To do any other alternative. But there... Once Cut says something, he does not double back. But he also knows. And we know. Like, they're probably right. Even in this dangerous mentality. Mm. Like, the bad batch, they're more like a sad batch. Alright? And those kids don't need to be around that energy. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Um... But yeah, so we, you know, they obviously, everything comes to a nice conclusion, um, mm-hmm. but we don't get any information on where they want to go from there because they go, they go to cut for the purpose of figuring out what to do next. And then, yeah, like just getting their feet under them. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, I think like, I think when they leave Camino, they have, of an idea of what's going on. And so their goal is just, can we learn literally anything? And I think, you know, between the chain codes and the inhibitor chips, like they learn up to 15 to 20% of an idea. One thing that is interesting about the Bad Batch is you get the Ray moment where Omega is like, dirt! Oh, I love dirt! Yeah, and then Tech's like, what are you talking about? There's just particle effects, aka, that was just the animators being like, ooh, we can do a dirt now. 
Check this out, though. Um, but the Bad Batch is so much more worldly than any possible clones are. So they, like, know how to work through ports. They know how to do infiltration. So they are not, like, a, you know, this is Rex, this is Cut, that are just coming at this for the first time. So it's not so much of a, like, them trying to find their place in the world. They are trying to find their place in the world in a world where they're being hunted. And they have more of an idea. It seems like they have more of an idea of it than you would think. Maybe. But I don't know how much they know about the new status quo. I mean, I don't know how much anyone knows about the new status quo other than, you know, the Emperor. Uh, so obviously, to get these chain codes, chain codes, chain codes... They had to have their ship impounded and oh, whoops, Omega stowed on, blah, 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 blah. Everything works out. I was a big fan of Wrecker coming up against these three regular clones. And they ask for his chain code, chain code, chain code, chain code, chain code. And he's like, oh, I thought it was in this hand. Oh, wait, maybe it's in this hand. He's got his arms spread. And then he bonks the three of them in the head. And it it's one of these things where I am flattered. It's two moments. If they'd have done a third, I maybe would have been calling our lawyers. But it was a nice... Well, I guess that would have been the first... That was the first illusion to us in that episode because that happened before the gong thing. But, uh, yeah, I recently at um, a, a socially distanced gathering of uh, entertainment movie, movers and shakers, I believe you and I both found occasion... To use that exact maneuver on John Favreau and the Doughboys, who would not social distance. So it was cool seeing it uh, animated. They all had helmets too, just yeah. so we're aware. Yes. Because um, you might be thinking, John Favreau and the Doughboys, the Poughboys would have killed them. Yeah. They had padding. Yeah. Um, they curl gunk gunk droids. Yeah, so that. Um, it was, it was an episode that kind of moved the story along, made some... I think the, the biggest part of this episode I'll look back on is it's setting the status quo and setting up, like, what the Empire looks like. Mm. Um, and, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to the next episode for sure. Yeah. No idea what it'll be. But... Isn't it next... It's not next Friday? It's not... Not when, what? A what? Um, yeah. Well, they actually did a really jo good job of not uh, saying what this episode was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think they do a lot of uh, foreshadowing with these um, Star Wars shows on Disney+. Plus. Well, that's not necessarily... They do, like, Mandalorian, they, they did all the chapter titles. Um, this one, they're, they're not. Oh, no, but I mean, like, with Star Wars Rebels, week to week, like... Oh, it could be you a would have a, it could, you'd have a full clip, if not two clips, of the next week's episode. Right, 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 right. Right? Yeah. No, right. Mandalorian hasn't done any of that, and this appears to be following that trend. I would agree with that. Where's so, um, with that, um, poboyspodcast at gmail.com, at poboyspodcast is our Twitter and Instagram, and you're going to hear a couple other Poe Boys face-to-face -face episodes, maybe, but they'll be in June. They'll, they'll literally be in June. No, yeah. No, they're going to be in, like, July? July? August. It's 14 more weeks. This is episode two. 
So that means episode 3, episode 4, episode 5, episode 6, episode 7, episode 8, episode 9, episode 10, episode 11, episode 12, episode 13, episode 14, episode 15, episode 16. So this is end of August. See ya! <laughs> June. Would